Welcome to this week's Refresh podcast where we're going to tackle a very important issue. First up, Emily, you came across this study, so you can explain it. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, this <laughs> disclaimer. Get all giggly. Um, with HuffPost, normally we research our own stories and we go out and we find them ourselves, etc. But sometimes something will come into your inbox or whatever that you just go, wow, this is interesting and I might just write this up. So I got this email basically saying that oral sex is really important to people who are having affairs. Mm-hmm. And I said, okie dokie then, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting Tuesday. So um, basically it's this really strange study which is conducted by um, a site called Victoria Milan, which is, I guess, the same as the other one, um, Ashley Madison or whatever yeah. it is. So it's pro-cheating like, kind it's, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah pro-cheating. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they surveyed, surveyed almost 10,000 people on their opinion Over about... Over 9,000, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On their opinion of oral sex in an affair is just... Also, it was very niche. It's not something that we would come up yeah. with, like brainstorming in one of our pitch meetings. No, but it's not like they only asked 50 people. Yeah. You know? They did a proper study. And also, yeah. I'm not sure if that survey needed yeah. To ask <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, also, we were also saying, like, after we got over the initial kind of shock of the pitch, we were like, oh, well, duh, if you're going to have an affair, you're not going to sit around and drink tea either. Like, anyway. Exactly. That was my point. I mean, like, if you're having a sexual affair with someone else that's not your partner, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a given. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe not. Well, obviously not. Definitely not. not. Yeah. So we'll have some fun stats. So if you want to have an affair, but you don't want to participate in oral sex, mm-hmm. That's you're out of luck because sixty five percent of women and sixty eight percent of men would say that's a deal breaker. Wow! Yeah, they won't so, have an affair with you. I know, I know. You're, but you're did you ask alone. that like on your first meeting? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> before we commence, um, and it was quite like it varied in different countries, didn't it? Oh, so it yeah, was a global through, study. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go through um, seventy down under. We weren't in the really higher higher. We weren't? No, we weren't. Come on, Australia. 72% of Aussie women claim to enjoy giving oral pleasure, while 75% of Aussie men claim to be more than happy to return the favour. Whereas the Spaniards are really into it. Netherlands, (laughs) men 80% and women 81% are super into it. So go over the Netherlands. It's because it's cold there. There's nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that was just a fun little study. So if you're considering having an affair, take that into account. Mm. Yes, exactly. Anyway, back to more refreshed type topics. <laughs> Juliet, five ways to spring clean your diet. So technically, what winter's over in two days? Oh, I know. I know. So what? Quick. What no, it's exciting. Do? I no, mean, no, it's, no, 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 it it's very exciting. But it's time to put down the exactly. hymn and follow these tips. Exactly. Oh. So if you've been hibernating or you know just being inside, which like is a fine. cinnamon bun, yes, like I have. a cinnamon bun. Um, then there are little things that you can do to you know help you get back on track. Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke to uh, a nutritionist called Zoe Bingley Pullen, and she basically just, just said, "Don't overwhelm overwhelm yourself yes. and work against your body." Work with it. So don't do the crazy juice cleanses and yeah. weird weight loss products. Restricting yourself. No, mm, just yeah. um, just do those, you know, small changes that add up over time. Yes. And before you know it, you'll be like, hey, summer buddy, what's up? And I liked her tip that eat in season because I yes, feel like, that was oh, the my God, one. I'm going to eat healthy. I have to buy like 65 bunches yeah. of expensive something, you yes. know, yeah. whatever the new buzz thing is. Yeah. But she's like, no, eat what's literally available. Exactly. So that was the first tip. Um, so I guess eating in season helps you um, bring more diversity of nutrients into your diet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you're not just buying kale because you think you should. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, the tricky thing is, you know, um, the major supermarkets tend to stock fruit and veggies 
all year round. Yes. So the best way to kind of get in-season um, produce is to actually go to a farmer's, farmer's market. market. I mm. did that last weekend and I yeah. got the biggest bag for $34. I'm freaking out now because we've got still so many <laughs> veggies and I haven't cooked them all. So I highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. You're just kind of – and they taste different. They, yes. they taste oh, better. They and they're cheap. They're yeah. so cheap. Mm. And they might so, be yeah. a bit ugly, but that's how they're meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace um, the flaws. <laughs> yeah. And number two was keep a food diary. So I think especially during winter you kind of pick up these habits like, or maybe an extra cheesecake after dinner or, um, you know, a few extra pasta meals a day. So if you just kind of keep a food diary and just jot down yes. what you're eating and as well like what mood you were in when you ate that yeah, food and you can you kind can of work pick out, up okay, on – boredom is, yes, you know, maybe yeah. I need to go for a walk. Exactly. Or stress. Sadness, or, stress. Yeah. So just kind of keep track and then you can look back and go, okay, this is where I might need to make changes um, and I can do it this way. Yes. So you kind of – you. Yeah, keeping a track of what you're doing and keeping yourself accountable. Cool. Yeah. Um, another one was uh, simply just to add more veggies to your plate. So yes. just aim to fill half the plate with vegetables and then, you know, the other quarter can be protein, um, the other quarter with carbs. So okay. just more veg. More Always veg. more veg. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't That's hurt. easy. Um, another one was increased fiber intake, which kind of, you know, falls under under veggies. But yes. you can, so you're you kind know, of doing that one in two if you're doing exactly. the more veg. Um, other ways you can add fiber is by adding oats or chia seeds to your breakfast, um, flax seeds to smoothies. I have chia seeds in my yes, shake. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I'm not on the chia seed. They just disappear party when you're yeah. shaking. Oh, really? They're tasteless. No. They're good. Mm. Um, yeah, fruit, legumes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then last but not least, cut out the alcohol. Not cut yeah. out. Cut back cut on back, alcohol. Cut back. Cut we back. know. Yeah, because we're saying, oh, I know, but we're also going into summer. That's when it gets Spritzes. warm. That's, like yeah. that's why you've got to get on the wagon now. Oh, okay. Because what, isn't a wine a Mars bar? I'm sure it's the same. <laughs> so, if so you've you got have, to think, would you have four Mars bars? If you have four or more drinks in the nighttime, <laughs> yes. in the nighttime, whatever time really, <laughs> you are, before 10 a.m., you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you're consuming half the daily intake of the average Australian adult. Oh so that's God. around 2,000 calories just yeah, from okay. drinks. So they're yeah. full of yeah. empty calories. So there's nothing. There's nothing. Or you get right. something back, but it's not, yeah. you know. It's not good for you. Yeah. All right. Next up, I road tested a whole bunch of natural deodorants. I love this. Tend to be, in fact. And I first have to say that it's not because regular deodorants are bad. We're not getting all goop and going all weird Mm -hmm. and telling you things that are good and bad for you without any kind of study. So... Natural deodorants are fine. We have nothing, no problem with it. I just was on a bit of a personal journey looking for a natural deodorant. Um, and interestingly, the way aluminium works in regular deodorants is what it does, it creates a little plug to actually plug the the pore and the hair follicle, essentially. That Such makes, a weird visual, yeah. isn't, isn't it, it, when you imagine all and these little plugs? And that's why it's an anti uh, antiperspirant because yeah, it literally it can't get out. stops you sweating. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying I wanted an alternative. Yeah. So I put my body odor on the line and it was an <laughs> interesting few weeks because these poor girls, I'd be like, do I stink? I think I stink. And sometimes I did stink, but that's okay. So we're not going to talk about the bad ones. I'm going to bring out my highlights. Um, and they were all pretty decent, I've got to say. Um, one that I had been using prior to this road test is called Agent Nature, do you think? I don't know how you uh. pronounce it. It's a fancy word. Um, This lady in LA makes it. And a friend of mine that works at Elle magazine interviewed some fancy model and she used it. So I was like, right, sold. It's 30 bucks though. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Because Dio is one of the things that you go through a lot and you kind of need, you can't really run out. So you can't be waiting for the shipment to come from LA. Your dub is like, what, like $2.50 or something at the supermarket? Yeah. So it was good. Look, it's beautiful premium packaging. I really liked it, but I didn't test it out at the gym and I just have that feeling that I might have been a bit stinky. Okay. Yeah. 
Another one that I have to say I had heard so much about and I was just like, yeah, not trying that too hard, is the black chicken remedies. I've heard of this one. Yes, the Can deodorant I say, paste. What a strange name. I know, black chicken. Black chicken on your the- underarms. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully it's not made out of chicken. It is made out of um, coconut oil, shea butter, and generally these deodorants have bicarb. That's what's doing the anti-stinky stuff. And soaking up the... yeah. And being a bit absorbent. They're never as absorbent as those other ones that are blocking your pores, obviously, because they're not doing that. Yeah. Um, But this one you apply with your fingers, which always put me off, but it's actually fine. You just get a little bit on the, you know, a pearl, they say, or a pea-sized, and just rub it in. And like Juliet said to me, you know, you're putting all the stuff on your face, so just make that your last step and then wash your hands. It's just a little extra step. Which I thought was good. But my favourite was the Schmitz Charcoal and Magnesium. Um, This comes from the US, I'm fairly sure, but there's heaps of natural stores or online stores you can get this from. And I think it's the mix of the charcoal. Um, so charcoal is a natural absorbent as well. That's mm-hmm. why you'll see it in lots of face masks. It's mm-hmm. drawing out. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like a magnet. Right. So it's holding on to that stuff. So that was my favourite. Um, I won't Was go it grey? It was grey in the like, it looks like a it men's kind of, deodorant. Yeah, it looks quite muscular. In the um, yeah, packaging. but when you put it on my under, your underarm, it went um, clear. Whereas another one was also had charcoal and went a bit grey. So I wouldn't have maybe worn that with a white shirt. Yeah, true. Yeah. But this one was a winner. So I'm, I'm not going go to go into to those stinky days because there was a few days there that I panicked and ran <laughs> to the pharmacy. We didn't pick up on it. <laughs> and bought a real one. Um, all right, Julia, over to you again. These foods help fight inflammation. What even is inflammation? I know. So... Um, basically inflammation is normal and it happens every day, mm. but there's kind of a different, there's different parts. So there's harmful inflammation and then there's kind of every day. Uh-huh. So acute inflammation happens when you injure yourself, like you get a cut or a burn right. or a bruise. And that's how your body helps. Like literally you. like right? swollen, like if you've got a swollen yes. ankle, that's inflammation. And it's your body um, dealing with it and I guess, healing you. So that's fine. Um, And then there's chronic inflammation, which can result in damage over time. Mm. Um, And it's actually involved in a lot of uh, chronic diseases. So chronic inflammation can show up um, really differently in in different people. So it could be heart disease, acne, you know, that's... Yes, that's that's a version of inflammation. I think people don't realise that. No, they don't. And so are some um, gut issues, aren't they? Exactly, and obesity, things like that. Um, So the lifestyle factors that kind of contribute to inflammation, the one that we don't really want, are things like stress, um, inactivity, smoking, air pollution, sleep deprivation. Air pollution's yes. a big one. Yeah, Ugh. I know. Um, fortunately, there are foods that we can eat to kind of help our bodies Yay. deal with the inflammation. What are they? And I bet they're not donuts. No, no. <laughs> no. fatty fish. Yes, is that one. Yes, so I win. It, the the inflammation diet is quite close to the Mediterranean diet. Okay, so they're things like you know the um, leafy greens, um, a huge variety of fruits, especially berries. Berries are like the hero yes. of the fruit world, aren't they? I think so. Yay, I love berries. I love them. Um, legumes, you know things like chickpeas, kidney beans, um, healthy fats, flesh, like you said. So oily fish, avocado, nut seeds, extra virgin olive oil, and herbs and spices too. So oh. turmeric is quite anti-inflammatory. Mm. And is that why everyone's sick for a turmeric? latte yeah i think so but you need it's you need need to have a lot exactly but i guess if it's in your diet every day over time if you're having all these variety of good foods it kind of it can help and um yeah like we said those donuts actually fall under foods that are inflaming so things like trans fats or saturated fats may turn on inflammatory processes in the body so you know if that's something that you're worried about maybe you just think about reducing those a little bit okay (laughs) we can do that and now we've got our diet all sorted um emily how do we prepare for running a marathon i feel like everyone in this office is 
well, except us. Yeah. <laughs> they just talk about it a lot. Yes. So this is actually where the inspiration came for the article. I have not run a marathon. I have no plans to run a marathon. And we've got some people training in the office. Um, and look, it's a big deal. It's not. It's not really like doing the city, like deciding you're going to do the city yeah. surf on a whim, and then it's what forty two k's, I think, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know, it's you can't just be generally healthy and just say, "Oh, I'll wing it." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, no, it takes months of preparation. Um, ben Lucas, who's a, a former NRL player, he's turned endurance runner as you do, um, says he he reckons you need at least four months oh, if you're going to wow. do. Yeah, I know. It's okay. like. Yeah, and you have to plan like there goes strategically. My plans Uh-oh. for a marathon this year. I know. So, what are you doing to get ready? Well, obviously you're running, but heaps. Of <laughs> <laughs> you're just forest gumping around the place. Um, but that's actually a mistake that people make that they think that if they just run and run and run and run and run. That's training. There's heaps of other stuff you need to do. It's okay. a combination of running, core, strength work. You need to sleep more. You need yeah. to um, really focus on your hydration. This wow. month, so out. you have to make it your whole life. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he said, actually, he said one of the biggest battles of a marathon is getting to the start line healthy. Oh, and if okay. you can get there in in a really good like shape, shape then you'll probably be okay, but it's all the pre-work that you have to do. Okay. That sounds so hard. Oh, my God, it sounds so And what do they get to eat? Lots of pasta? Um, yeah, carbs, 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 you know, the sweet potato, brown rice, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like you're going to run a marathon anytime soon, mate. And what do they do the night before? Oh, well, they have like a carb loading thing. Okay, that's a good bit. That's a good, yeah, that's like the one fun thing you get to do. So that's real. I wondered if that was a myth, but it's not. No, 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 it's true, but it's all about. stores or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all about figuring out, it's actually really scientific, figuring out like what you need to eat and um, when that will release energy mm, right. in your body at what time. Okay. But you, when you say carb loading, is like that you can't just go and like sit down and eat like eight kilos of pasta. Like right. you make yourself sick. Be be sensible. Okay. But yeah, you do sit down and have a big carby meal of all of the good things. You know, okay. the brown rice and all that kind of stuff. In the weeks before, don't he said actually don't overtrain. You're not going to get any fitter in the last two weeks yeah. or any. Oh, you just actually. Save yeah. Give yourself a rest. Yeah, so like things like Pilates and things okay. focus on that, sleeping, hydration. I'm but- nodding as if I'm going to put yeah. all this into practice. <laughs> but <laughs> You're like, wow, I dropped that out of my book. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, and then um, when you're when actually during the race, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. There are certain gels you can have if you're going to drink those. Make sure you trial them before the yeah, day. Yeah, I thought oh, that yeah, was interesting because you don't want it to like upset your tummy or something. Oh, yeah, you're trying to go for a run. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, do a marathon and all that kind of stuff. So lots of tips. But yeah, it's really it's actually a really long article because there are so many things to take into consideration. Yes. So check it out. Good to know. And then last but not least, I wrote a story about how to get glowing skin. <gasps> I have done written about beauty for longer than I'd like to admit I've been alive. And this is the number one question I get asked is how do I get glowing skin? And interestingly, which I didn't include in here, but I interviewed Joss uh, Petroni. She's the most beautiful woman you've ever met. And she literally glows. It looks she like she has a light glow in her head. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I trust her. Um, but one thing she said to me, which was interesting, was what is glowing skin to some people? And, you know, that can be That's radiance. True. It can be, you know, clear complexion. So no um, pigmentation or anything like that. Mm. So it's it's different Could to everyone. tan even, right? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of cultures um, think it's a tan, whereas other cultures, a lot of the Asian countries like whitening and lightening, and they think uh-huh. that's glowing skin because it's, 
you know, complete opposite to yeah. what Australians really like. Just cover your face in shimmer. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I like highlights. <laughs> and you know what I also love about Joss is she has a beautiful salon and does amazing facials. And yes, they're quite expensive, but she always gives advice for the everyday person. Mm. She knows that not everyone can go for facials every month and that's fine. So she said, if you're running out the door, if you've just been invited on a last minute date, mix a little bit of facial oil with your moisturizer or even your foundation. And she said, look, if you get there and you're like, shit, I don't have facial oil, grab a little bit of olive oil. Oh, cool. From the kitchen. Wow. So that's completely compatible with your skin. I've often used olive oil on my hair really? on my body. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh. I know. Do you so, smell a bit like a salad, do you think? Well, <laughs> like a Greek salad. like the light. Garden. I mean, it's not, it's not <laughs> any better than like rosehip oil. Oh, exactly. Or and a lot scent. of facial oils are very uh, pungent. And you're, look, yeah. you're using a drop. This is not like slathering it on like you're <laughs> moving up a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you've got a bit more time, it's the day before. Um, she is all about a mini facial at home. So you give yourself – she's really into granular scrubs. She does like acids and stuff like that. But you use a really dense granular scrub and go slow and kind of really use circular motions to buff away that dull skin. Are um, you only meant to do those – Yes, like once or twice a week. Depend if you. I think you've got quite robust skin, so you could probably do it twice a week. I'm very reactive, so I could do it once a week. Um, and what you're doing is you're getting rid of all that dead skin cells, and then whatever you put on top is going to penetrate better, and you're going to glow anyway. And then, of course, she says vitamin A is her favorite product. Ask anyone who's into skincare, vitamin A and retinol. They're basically a chemical that exfoliates exfoliates away the skin to reveal fresh skin, mm. um, and they're delicious. She also, um, oh, I, my, I forgot my last point. Oh, yeah. If you do have long-term, say you're getting married. So that's maybe when you would spend the money and get your facial. Invest in, yeah. And also have light therapy. So Omnilux is a, a version of light therapy. And what that does is it um, uses LED light to rejuvenate your cells. It's amazing. Uh, and then I also interviewed a wonderful makeup artist called Rachel Brooke, who's become an influencer in her own right because she's a cherub. She also has the most delicious glowing skin. So if you don't have the greatest skin and you want to fake it with makeup, she has a few steps. I'll just go yeah. through her quick steps. Because like, you were saying there's no mu- there's no point in doing all that work and getting glowing skin yeah. and then like whacking all this like heavy totally. foundation put, on the top you know, of it. You know, this really powdery foundation. It just completely kills that glow that you've been working towards. So you'll see a lot of marketing words like illuminating... Um, Basically, that's the main word. So you want to go for illuminating. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of any others. But you may basically want to go for illuminating foundations and concealers, like that famous YSL Touche Clad. That's an illuminating concealer, whereas many won't be. And so you want to put those on. You want to mix in some either liquid shimmer or when I say shimmer, don't think glitter. Like a highlighter kind of thing? Yeah, a highlighter into your um, foundation. How much shimmer is too much shimmer? Uh, Look, that really depends on if it's – night i think you can oh, get away yeah, with more shimmer and if you're young you can get away with more shimmer but shimmer is going to highlight whatever you put on it so if you've got wrinkles or scarring mm. it's going to be like hello please look at my wrinkles uh, so it's really dependent on so fine how i was playing with shimmer the other day and then i looked like a disco ball and i was yeah. like oh no i can't go to work Start like this. slow but her tips if like like joss said if you've only got to rush out and you want to look glowy quite quickly she's like a couple of drops of illuminator in your foundation or like joss said a couple of drops of face oil don't do all of this at once though Spritz your face with a makeup setting spray or a hydrating spray. So that'll just refresh your complexion and make mm-hmm. you look nice and dewy. Or use highlighter on the high point. So down the bridge of your nose, on your cheekbones, and on your cupid's bow. And you'll be ready to go. Ooh. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And please check out our other podcasts on the HuffPost Network, including HuffPost Humans and Breaking the Ice. <laughs>